welcome to another episode of Out on a Limb podcast with your hosts, Will and Samantha on my right, and I'm Allison, and we have a Halloween episode. No, we're not dressed up, but this is going to be your pre-Halloween episode a few days uh, before Halloween, and we're going to start off with Halloween jokes, dumb Halloween jokes. Mm. Samantha, do you remember you didn't I, to I, memory? I no, I, I'm so bad at joke <laughs> delivery that I have it written down here. Okay, go ahead. Why don't ghosts have babies? Why, Why don't ghosts have babies? Because they have Halloweenies. Oh mm. Lord. Okay. <laughs> I know that's a groaner. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you call a ghost with a broken leg? Mm. Bob. Bob. Oh, that's Neil. A hoblin goblin. A hoblin goblin. Isn't I that like cute? That. That's so cute. Oh, that was not a groaner. That was actually cute. That was that cute. Was, I thought that, that was, was marginal. Oh, I didn't have as much time. <laughs> Notice he's not telling a joke. No, I am not. So, so he's just you're not allowed to be yeah, the critic. That's. But on this Halloween episode, we thought it would be fun to talk to you guys today about some divination tools and methods. Mm. I know okay. we're gonna have to open up the whole episode cue the spooky music right, right. And that's why you see a little um what do we call this a, a, a ball a little but crystal ball crystal crystal kind mm. of crystal no mm-hmm. is that crystal it is crystal i think it's, it's uh it's just not a quartz no. crystal. not a clear or, or, crystal it's not, it's not clear, clear quartz crystal right? it's not and clear. we have some little cats that aren't black but that's mm. okay and we have a little alien head yep those are I our halloween of, props yeah Sorry, because a lot of times we we feel what like hits us in the moment. And because we do it that way, we can't like when we, we did didn't the crystal pre-plan. episode, I didn't bring up all my right. crystals because we didn't. Yeah. So we, but that's yeah. OK, because we can riff. Like that's right. No We're one. spontaneous. That's right. Uh-huh. All right. So I hope you guys are gearing that. up for a fun Halloween. And, you know, sometimes Halloween is controversial in the spiritual world. It's weird. It goes up and down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some years people are really kind of. Like, you know, it's, it's don't, don't, don't paint me as a, as a witch or right. make fun of witches or whatever, or especially in the school system. Oh my God. Like yeah, the, curtailing what you can dress up as a lot. Yeah. But, um, no you know, a lot of the symbolism of Halloween came from pay. And I think the holiday itself mm-hmm. from paganism, right. And, mm-hmm. and Wiccans and people that work with the earth and nature and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been hijacked for bad unfortunately so there's Good really if you like the candy but all in the parties mm. yeah okay but right, yes, right, right. But, but a overall. lot of the symbolism has been kind of hijacked yeah mm-hmm. um, yep. and turned inside out and make making people afraid like yeah. we're devil worshiping or different things and that's not the case and no. you can have fun with halloween make it what you want and it's the intent it's always about the intent it's kind of like how christmas starts you know before thanksgiving it's, uh, there's still, it, you know, it's already started. Oh, it's already, it's, it's already started. Go to Lowe's. Uh, oh yeah. They already have it. Oh, <laughs> Walmart, Lowe's, go wherever everything Christmas is. But it out. doesn't uh, take away from the actual meaning no. of the season. It, it just is like having fun at Halloween. It is kind of weird looking at Santa Claus staring at the evil Halloween zombie animatron. Zanim- yeah, right, yeah. Right, zombie guy. So it's, it is kind of, they're on each opposite end of the aisle and they're looking at each other doing their thing. And I I'm saw like, a f- you need a skeleton Santa. And then the That's Halloween, a good point. Just do it all at once. So right. Let's just blend it all together. But I saw a funny meme <clears throat> that had a bunch of Christmas trees in a store and mm. there was a witch 
poking through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that gosh. was cute. Like, let me out of here. See if I if I if I was a merchandiser and I was setting those things up, that's probably what I would intermingle. If they're gonna force you right. to put both holidays out at once. Have fun with it. Exactly. I'd put the skeletons right amongst the trees. Which and is fun. Put ghosts yeah. behind the baby manger. That, well, you know, sure. Oh, I don't know how Jesus you would could, feel about yeah. that. <laughs> It'd be controversial. You get a lot of people coming to your particular uh, location. You would have that. a lot of people coming to your store. They yeah. sure would. That's for sure. Okay. okay. So, so we're going to talk about um, divination tools and methods. And this is interesting because Will and I actually don't have a lot of experience or information about this. So we're going to just let... came onto the scene with all of this, like, you know, channeling stuff and, and from zero to a hundred. Yeah. We, BQ, we... Like it, it is just like, you just, Come out here and you just do this stuff. We, we, we pulled the card that said, you know, don't stop it. You know, the, don't go to jail. Just go, yes, you know, right yeah, now, that, that kind of thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, whereas <laughs> I've sat there in the trenches <laughs> right. along with many of you guys um, doing the skill building, which, you know, so it was meant to unlock it sure. you at some point. And definitely, you know, with the path that you've taken, mm-hmm. it's the same thing where it's just unfolding. Mm-hmm. And all of us, it un- unfolds in its right time. But tools help us to engage and develop, um, build a dialogue with our spirit guides um, and whoever wants to come visit and talk Mm -hmm. to us. And so there's things that we can actually start to do to develop our psychic abilities because they're there. It's just whether you're tuned into them, turning them on. And a Um, lot of the things we're going to talk about are still valuable. They're still happening. Like remote remote viewing. Still fun to do. We can, let's start with the remote viewing because that's still, we're still getting a lot of information out there. If you're on TikTok, you're probably getting it on TikTok why about you, remote why do, viewers. Why do you, why do you like, say it so disgruntingly? She's such TikTok a hater. People, right? <laughs> no, because I'm still the, well, I'm not the only lone holdout. We found that out on our comments section. That's right. Thank goodness. But you still give me a hard time about I just do. download it already. I'm like, no. I actually, I actually had a dream the other night that she actually downloaded it. I was like, oh my God, this is actually really nice. Did you, you felt fulfilled? This thing shouldn't oh be. My God. <laughs> but anyway, you, you're probably hearing a lot of remote viewers are seeing this in our future in the mm-hmm. next couple of months, because there is a lot of crazy stuff coming our way and yeah. remote viewers are still finding that out. And that's a fascinating mm-hmm. um, yeah. skill that people have. So and we can you, all do it. Right. Yes. Did you ever try that? I, I, not to a full extent, but I did take, um, I didn't stay at a holiday in express, but I did take a class. Um, uh, there's a particular woman that is kind of the front runner in remote viewing. She puts on uh, several classes a year and, um, she has a whole, um, practice of how to, lock into a location and then uh, remote view. So I did go through that process. I, but I've not practiced it since, but I did have some interesting experiences of being able to, um, during the class, they, they give you primers and you do your technique. And for the people that were in the class, we all, you know, in, because we had to send in our, what we saw, and then she basically critiques them and we did all go to the same location and That's see, neat. yeah, it just, yeah. just for a glimpse. And didn't then, she you know, work for the government for a long time? Uh, right? yes. Yes. She was part. Yeah. She was part of the whole remote whether you viewing guys program. Know it or not. The government there is a big employer. Yeah, they're employing a lot a of big employer <laughs> of remote viewers yeah. and all of this kind of psychological stuff. So yeah. if your friends tell you that this is woo woo, it is most definitely not no. woo woo. The government knows. Yeah. Because sure. they're, they're compiling this information and they're doing the same thing that we do with, right. with discernment where they're layering it one on top of the other, seeing where that nexus point of truth mm-hmm. is 
to gain more information, you know, mm-hmm. right. why wouldn't you use that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, it's interesting because it's, it, it, it's, it's a formal way of already kind of doing what we're doing by tapping into the quantum field. Yeah. I mean, it's a, they, they formalize the process mm-hmm. so that it can be done virtually by anybody. Yeah. Without well, the, so we all kind have of, the without the woohoo, you know, stigmatism woo-hoo. behind it. Woohoo. 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 All right. We'll take that instead of a joke. There you go. Well, so the way that I, I learned it through, they call it a, um, this, Pat, I think PAT method or mm-hmm. something, um, which I don't remember what stands for. And like, you know, so people sit there and go, well, why should I even learn how to do this? Yeah. And all of it's skill building. Yeah. All of it is um, when, when you're able to do these things and validate amongst a group of people that what you're seeing is what they're seeing mm-hmm. and so forth. It, it, it builds that evidence, that body of truth that yes, you have these abilities that we are much more than just what we yeah. see as our human bodies, what's right in front of us. Um, so I, I love the one that we did, um, in this, in this one course that I took because, um, the woman, she, she had told her friend just, you know, to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to know anything else. Cause she mm-hmm. didn't want us, <laughs> um, psychically picking up on yeah. what she knew her friend would be doing. Right. So she just said, just please be outdoors. And, um, and so, you know, we went through the process close our eyes. And we all saw different aspects. Um, and you know, sometimes the colors were a little bit different. Sometimes the placement was a little bit different, but like, for me, I saw the side of this Victorian house and this very elaborate garden. And she was out in the garden snipping at her flowers and she had on a hat. Now, some people saw the hat, some people didn't see the hat, but almost everyone saw her, like they saw her in the garden right now, whether they saw her actually cutting or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just, it was the coolest thing. And, you know, it's, it's a, I I don't know. I just, I think it's the coolest experience because then you just go, wait, what? Yeah. So there's been a guy floating around on YouTube again, Darius. What did I say his name was? Right. Darius, right. He's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally think he's on the up and up, uh, check on your own discernment. But at any rate, he talks a lot about and teaches um, out-of-body experiences and going places while you're out of body. So he teaches you how to get into that. Uh, what do they call it when you're physically um, can't move in the middle of the night? Um, kind of like paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. So you have to get into that first so that your body doesn't go anywhere and then you can pull your body out. So I wonder, is that kind of what remote viewers are doing that they're Taking is you're taking your consciousness and you're going somewhere. Yeah. It, so it, is that is that different than taking your etheric body out somewhere? I think that when you're taking your etheric body out, um, I think that it's more tactily. Um, oh, you yeah. feel it, whereas remote viewing, um, it's it's more like it's it's more of a psychic sense okay, rather yeah. than your your. I was about to say your physical, your physical energetic body. <laughs> no, and he says you do feel more real. You feel mm-hmm. more physical. It's more of like in a, that state it, than you do in your physical. You're more of a, an elusive state during that in an out of body experience than when you are doing remote viewing. Remote viewing is more, yeah, more or sense. less. I mean, to your point, you know, it's more or less connecting to a, a stronger psychic stream than than mm-hmm. if you're, you know, like if I'm sitting with a client, I'm doing psychic work with a client. It's strong, but it's not. It's not a collective connection point, meaning mm-hmm. there's multiple people that are trying to connect to the same 
exact spot. So eventually it all just gets amplified and you make the connection and you all individually, and to your point, it's not going to be cookie cutter exact the same for each individual. But when you compile all the information that is put together, it paints a very clear picture. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a portrait. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, so <clears throat> there's one, one experience I've had that's in between the two. Mm. And um, it was, I guess, very similar to what Darius talks about, where, um, and I don't know that I was in sleep paralysis, but I realized I was in a dark room and that there were two people sleeping in bed and I was walking up to, um, I, and, and the thing is, what was really freaky about this is that I knew, like I am seeing through eyes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not feeling body, but seeing through eyes. And I see a hand reach down and open a drawer and then shut it. And then there was a vanity over here, like kind of a wall and there's a door, but or an, uh, an opening and there's like a vanity and then a closet on the other side. And then you walk through to the actual bathroom. So it's kind of like where a woman would put on makeup Mm. and that kind of thing. So all of a sudden my vision turns towards that and approaches and again, opening the drawer and then seeing scissors Mm. and then pulling out the scissors. And then I felt myself gasp Mm. because I was like, this is nefarious. Mm. This, this was somebody was doing this. And when I went like that, all of a sudden it was like, there was this, it was almost like having somebody look inwards. Like they were aware that someone was on for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just shot back out of my body and like getting goosebumps. (laughs) It was the craziest experience. I have no idea where you were. No, I, I mean, I could, I I could draw the room. I I know exactly what the room looked like. It could be any random person. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I was afraid that he would somehow clue into the fact that I clued into him. Yeah. So I haven't really, I've done it like one other time since then, um, because it was during a time where I was like, do I want a remote view? You know, like, wouldn't it be cool to work with the police? Like I really had it in my intention to do that. Um, Southern policemen, I have yet to find one who takes it seriously. Um, I tried really? to have a conversation with one that he, he does cold cases. And I was like, I would love to work with you because the other remote viewing I've done was to find a body. Mm. And, um, but I, I found it, I knew where it was, I was telling people, but nobody was going to come to me. You know, nobody right, of right, authority right. wanted wow. to hear mm-hmm. it from me. Yeah, And that's remote viewing too, yeah. even though it's, you know, I could see the event occur. Yeah, that was interesting. We just had like, okay, now it's going to get now it's haunted. Our place is haunted. What was that? That The windows are closed. (laughs) The window. No, I think I know what it was. It was the cord in the blinds. Oh, that was like, but that it, 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 what would a haunting? What would a Halloween show be without (laughs) haunting? (laughs) Some paranormal activity. But anyway, so, I mean, that was, it was a past event, but then I could see where the body, the body was lodged floating Mm. under a dock. And I knew nobody was going to see that. Yeah, and it yeah. took them, you know, a day yeah. or two to find it. So wow. anyway, so those are uses of remote viewing that are, you know, very, very useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah there's a local, there's a local uh, medium here in Charleston um, that actually works, does work with the police, uh, police departments around mm-hmm. here to do uh, remote viewing for God, that's certain nice that cases. Using yeah. Her. Yeah. 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 Because I've seen, I, I've had people say, well, okay, what happened to this person or what happened to, and I'm just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, 
you don't really build up the energy to figure this stuff out on your own. Like, it's like, what's the point? I, I can't sit there and go, well, where is this person? What are they right. doing? Because that's, it, it, that's not a false intent. It's, it's, it's like, why is that energy going to get built up for me to view that? I need someone else asking me. And when they yeah. ask, then I can see it. Purposeful. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's, so that's an interesting topic, right? What about this scrying? That's always kind of a haunted See, and I've never heard of that before, in, in, unless you tell me what it was. And then once I knew what it was, uh -huh. I was like, oh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Because yeah. that's like, you know, like you just think of the, you know, the old, which is going like this, ooh, you know, <laughs> long nails mm. and bad breath. And, but, you know, I'm sorry, that's, that's like the stereotypical. That's stereotyping. Right, yes. Right, right. Um, Pointy hats. So it's really, you're in a dark space, has to be complete dark. Right? Well, with a reflective surface. Um, so I've had someone, um, the way she did it, she was, um, she used, um, red light mm. so that it's dark, but you have enough of a, of a light that you can see a pattern shift mm. on whatever you're looking at. So you can use like, um, obsidian. Is that I think obsidian? that's what that is. Yeah. Um, an obsidian ball or crystal, you know, oftentimes crystal balls are used, um, or you can use like um, a, take a pot of water, mm. you know, like that has like just either silver or black mm -hmm. underneath. Oh yeah. And you say so you can do a pot of water and look at that as well. Or and a just, mirror, right? Um, or yeah. Can't you use a mirror? Yeah, you can use a mirror. I would not use a mirror. Sorry, I'm one of those people I that after all the horror gonna, movies. Uh, right, oh my just, goodness, you guys. I could not, I could I was just not gonna go say there. That. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I wouldn't okay, use a mirror. somebody shows up behind you on the mirror? Well, you don't know what you're going to pull through. Or you get pulled in. Right, or you yeah. get pulled in. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. This is a Halloween episode. Come I'm on. pretty sure we've had episodes about letting no, go No, because fear. I've had freaky things happen with mirrors where like then I'd go through a period of time where mm -hmm. I was avoiding them, trying to get around them or like would not look at them if the room was dark it's hey i'm i'm what 55 54 years old i still don't look at the mirror when i go in the bathroom at night i don't <laughs> nope will not mm -mm. y'all are funny will not but i don't know a, where i'm gonna go there that right. like anyway and i won't watch i really don't like watching horror movies anymore because my brain is very good at creating yeah. certain things. And that's, you know, so if it watches one where there's a mirror, I'm sorry, the stress of my life, I don't need it. All right. We're going to do scrying <laughs> okay. without scrying. a mirror. So tell us about scrying. Yeah. So scrying, um, like if you use the red light, that's helpful. Um, but you want the room almost dark um, because you need to be able to see that surface. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's, it's really a matter of, you know, taking a deep breath, like you do with everything else, relaxing and unfocusing your eyes and just allowing time to pass. I don't have the patience for it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I sat there and just looked and looked yep, and just gone, water. okay, yeah. Well, what would you be, would you be looking for just a symbol or a whole scene to unfold in that? That's the surface? question. What are you going to see? I've uh, never, right. so yeah, you, you could see, mm. you could see symbols. You could, you know, I, I'm good with my visual mind in here and have mm -hmm. lots of stuff come through. Mm -hmm. I, I would understand that to be just another way for me to project. Yeah. And so that's just a, using a different set of skills as a trigger for, so it's so another medium by which you, the, the information will come. Yeah. So it'd probably be very helpful for me to do that. Mm -hmm. I might try that. Um, Seems fun. It, it, it's very, it, it's along the lines of mindfulness practice. It gives you a point of focus. That's yeah. what exactly. I was just thinking. If I'm looking at the ball, then my mind's not wandering out. Oh, to it my... tries. 
It still tries, but at least you have something to draw you back instead of, instead of sitting there, you know, trying to meditate and the thoughts, because the the thoughts don't quite go through your mind as much because you're looking at that with unfocused eyes. You can meditate on a candle to do the same kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can scribe with that too. Very cool. So that's the second option. Mm -hmm. All right. How about tea leaves and coffee grounds? That's interesting. (laughs) Have you ever tried that? Um, no, I've seen it on TV. No, I actually, I've, I no, I've taken, I've taken it and tried to do it yeah. to see if there would be something meaningful come out of it. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to, yeah, you know, well, okay. So just like with any intuitive practice, whatever comes through, you're supposed to just say it. Right. And I had a harder time just <clears throat> trusting what was coming through, mm-hmm. just looking at it. Cause it wasn't meaningful because there are people who actually practice it. My understanding is that in a way it's kind of like how um, runes are and so forth that they the way, a pattern. yeah, the pattern mm-hmm. conveys something. Yeah. So yeah. there is a format or structure to the patterning that you can learn it's an that have certain of meanings to yeah. start. Yeah. That's to start a place yeah. to start really. Yeah. yeah. Just like tarot cards have a. Yeah. A and yeah as far as coffee grounds, you're not going to take your, um, you know, just the coarse grounds that you, normally make coffee with it's typically like a like a turkish coffee and i don't know if you've ever had yeah because i don't know if you've ever had turkish coffee so turkish coffee or that arabian or or arabic coffee like that um the coffee grounds themselves it's almost like a powder and you mix it directly in the water and you let it sit and it creates a layer of mud Okay. And so you swirl that around and, and through the, it's try that. Right. right and basically yeah. the, the pattern that builds from the bubbles that come up in that, then you, you can start reading those, those, those grounds. So these are, I've never done it, but that's what jumping I, off that's points what or tools for your own intuitive exactly. information. Right. Yeah. And with the tea leaves, <clears throat> um, you know, the idea is you're drinking it and then you set it down and the person will hold it and look. So in, in theory, and in, practice i don't have scientific way to measure it but you know you have now imparted your energy yeah. the same as if you were to hold tarot cards and then hand it to the um reader it's like a form of psychom- psychometry yeah yeah You're- well let's talk about that psychometry what is psychometry <laughs> nice segue isn't it yeah <laughs> that was perfect thank you honey psychometry Un- is unscripted fun. yeah that so i've done more of. i know yeah, what it is i don't know that i've done it but it's holding an object that belongs to someone and yeah. trying to tune into the energy of that someone yes right yes yep. or right or 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 the yeah and not necessarily that someone so my experience with oh, it so okay. um a good friend elaine uh while one of the classes i was teaching she brought in a, a ring no the person who owned that that's what I'm talking the person about. that originally about. owned the it, yes, not the person that actually is owning it at that point. Right, right, right. Um, and so she gave it to me. Um, <laughs> they were doing. Everybody else was doing their mediumship practice, and she said, "Hey, well, come here. Tell me what you got when you what you get, you know, from this ring." So I sat with it for a little bit, and this whole scene started unfolding, and that, and it it was it's like a movie reel. Exactly. It just it took me a second until I could get into the energy of it. But once the energy locked in, it was like this movie reel started playing and I just was conveying that to Lane and she's like, yep, that's yeah. So it was very interesting how that all unfolded. So did right. you feel or did did you see or were you feeling anything <clears throat> from it as well? Heat or, um, or emotionally feeling it was anything? it was it, there was no emotion, but it was it for me it was just a it was like um when I first held it, it, it felt really, really cold. And then as I was holding it, that cold never went away, even though I held it in the palm of my hand for quite a while. Um, 
but it felt as if like this um, electrical charge started running wow. up my arm. And then that's when the movie started playing. So yeah, interesting, yeah, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, uh, you know, like the typical practice is, um, you know, everybody comes to a circle um, kind of reading type thing um, when and when you're practicing and everybody puts their stuff, whoops, sorry, everybody puts their stuff in and grabs something else out at the end, like goes around again, you hold on. And um, so you first start to what's the weight, you mm. know, what is it cold? Is it warm or whatever? Is it bringing up any colors, mm. you know, um, do, you know, is it vibrating? Is it still? And, um, and then, you know, you start to feel into it more and you might start to feel emotions. Like mm. if you're an empath, which mm -hmm. I'm empathic. So a lot of times I'll pick up emotions. Um, and for me, it's like, I don't even need to hold on to an object necessarily, mm. Um, I, I had something happen not too long ago that was like, yep, this is why I don't get things that are old. Um, <laughs> because I go into a bead shop and it's just the guy uh, sells beads and puts together all kinds of cool stuff. And, um, one of those really fun, supposed to be fun time. And, um, he had in his display, this, um, silver, um, silver clad, um, brush and comb and, um, mirror set. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, that's interesting. He said, it's antique. And I said, I know, and I'm looking mm -hmm. at it. And all I have to do is to look at the object and that reel starts to play You're drawn into and it, I yeah. pulled the emotions. And it was like, I wouldn't have touched it with a 10 foot pole because I could see this woman who she was only valued for her beauty. Mm. And, you know, it was one of those things of yeah, yeah. brushing your hair over and over again. It was like 18th <clears throat> century, late 18th century valued for her beauty. And, um, and that it's kind of like she was, sold into the marriage, like an arranged marriage. Mm. And it was all based on because she was beautiful. She was going to provide beautiful children. Um, her life was so empty and hollow beyond yeah. that. And all of those emotions, because that's when she would look at herself and, yeah. and just be reflect. Yeah. Most intense. Wow. And so, um, a lot of times with stuff like that, I don't have to put my hands on it. I can just look at it and it's just like all of that gets it, conveyed, which is but, a good point because energy stays with furniture and items. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not bad, energy if you're very sensitive to energy then you yeah. might be having a problem with a piece of furniture in your house that you got for go to well, a just, flea market well i was just gonna say <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we were yeah, just yeah. up in the mountains and we had some friends with us and one that's very sensitive to energy and everything and um we walked into an antique place and she was like i gotta get out of here yep i gotta mm -hmm. I guess. Was she had to go outside <laughs> uh, no it was uh it was uh maria, maria. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 so she had to go touch a tree well, yeah. <laughs> but see that's where um that's where you, you know, that I, I've mentioned before, where you've got to pull all of that energy and all that aura, you yeah. know, like you got to pull yourself in real tight and, um, and not be pulling that information into you right? so that you can walk mm -hmm. through a flea market because yeah, I would go to places. Or Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a sinkhole of energy. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so with the classic psychometry, yes, you're holding onto it. You're feeling it. It's a great way to initiate those, those feelings, those emotions, and start to prove to yourself that you have that ability. Yeah. Um, and it's always fun because people will bring, mm -hmm. you know, things that oh, yeah. really nice mementos and, and you're able to tell them the story about it. And it's, it's especially wonderful when the person can confirm, mm -hmm. you know, they, cause otherwise they're kind of giving it to you and you're telling the story and they're like, yeah, I don't really know. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. I, one of the last classes we did when I, when I was doing the classes up here and we did, we decided to do psychometry. I told him, I said, make sure you know the background. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you bring, bring your great grandmother's whatever, and you don't know much about her right, life, then right. you're not mm -hmm. helpful in confirming right. yeah, exactly in a teaching experience. Mm -hmm. All right. 
palm reading. I get people asking me if I will read their palms all the time. <laughs> Has, have you ever had a palm reading? Have any no. of you guys ever had a palm reading? Well, so palm reading is is very similar to um, to astrology in the sense that, you know, there are things that have been charted. Like oh. it is definitely charted in your, you know, um, you know, the, the Mons, what do they call it? Mons Venus and, um, you know, and then your lifeline and all that kind right. of stuff. But I'm looking at my palm as if I know what I'm looking at. So I <laughs> well, apparently no these little fat pads, those are, is that what those you were talking mons, about? Yeah. 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 So they have a meaning. Yeah. And, and the, and then a long line. Well, the line that goes down your lifeline, but, but it's basically like, okay. So when, when astrologists sit there and say, okay, well, you were born, you know, there's this nexus and you were born on this. And that means that's why this is your personality. Right. All of that is kind of the ingredients that make up who the basis of who you're going to be. Yeah. And then you add all of your experiences on top of it to make you even more colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, um, my understanding is basically, you know, astrology is like that, where it's, it's kind of baked into our hands uh, and your hands can actually, <clears throat> those lines <throat> shift. Yeah. But, um, like I had someone looked at my palms and they said, well, you're going to, you know, see this line. And she explained it all. She said, you'll be married twice. The first one short, the one other one longer, and you're going to have two children. One will be a boy. One will, or one will be a girl. And then from the next marriage, you'll have a boy. And like, she told me all of this stuff from, you know, looking and she said, if you notice this line, it's going to change as you get older, it's going to do this, this, you know, because I can see this, that, and it has to connect. And I don't know, but, um, but it is like astrology is the closest thing because there is an equation to it. Wow. But what else is interesting to me when we were talking to our friend about that is your fingerprint also stays with you. And it's unique to mm-hmm. you, right? That's why my they mom use them. For... Have one anymore? My mom does not have fingerprints. How about she's, she's eighty-four? I don't know. She's not like she was a cook and burned off her fingers. But um, are you sure so she not... could go rob a bank. I was gonna... <laughs> are you sure she's not a criminal on the side? Yeah, she has really. She has She's not sitting here with yeah, sandpaper doing it. this. So when she had to get, um, like, they do digital fingerprinting yeah. now, and um, they had to like open up the, the, you know, the dusty stuff, uncreate the dusty stuff and get her to go in and actually ink. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, um, she can't, you know, but yeah. So, but I wonder, tell us, tell us in the comments, if you know of this, is this a practice where they can read your fingerprints and tell certain things about your fingerprints? I would imagine there is. Well, I know there's things about like whether your hand, you know, arcs out, whether this is longer than this, that all of those mm-hmm. give evidence to certain. I just thought that was arthritis doing that. So anyway. All right. So obviously we need more information on that. Uh-huh. Feel free to fill us in, in the comments. As um, we have mentioned, we're not the foremost experts in any of not everything. Just, it's not quick everything. hits, but it's, right. it's enough to like, well, that sounds, you know, it's either going to resonate with you or not. And right. you go, oh, I want to do that. It's just fun stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's great stuff. All right. Yeah. So this is a good Halloween-y one. Runes and bones. Ooh. Runes I, I know, and, and I Ching. And I Ching. I Ching. I Ching is another, it's oh. like runes, but kind of. um, it's, it, I mean, like you're learning all the different, um, so I guess with runes, you learn the meanings of those two. Obviously I don't do either. Well, right. runes, runes are Viking, right? Okay. Or, or and Nordic. I Ching is, is more is Asian. Asian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's um, the Asian equivalent. And then there's bones, which is. Um, That's more like Caribbean African and African or, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. More voodoo-ish, uh, we'll call that. Maybe. Well, so runes and um, and I Ching, they have actual meanings stamped yeah, into the bones, 
Whereas, you know, when you talk about bones, you're going back to kind of tea leaves, mm-hmm. you know, you're it's good. how, it's how they fall the pattern right. and you're making meaning out of it. Yeah, You throw them down and you read the pattern of mm-hmm. what's there. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of gruesome. Perfect for Halloween. And I've tried to, I Ching there, <clears throat> I can't remember. There's like so many different patterns that can come out of it. And so it's like a major like trying to remember all of them. Mm. I, I got so overwhelmed by it because I'm a rules breaker. And if I can't learn it quickly, yeah. <laughs> just, so I've dipped into a lot of this stuff. But... So I Ching, so there's, there's, how, I mean, is there like how many with, think I Ching? of like dominoes. Oh, so there's that many. Yeah. And there's well, like a but, whole but pile I mean, of think them. in terms that, you know, you're, you put it this way and oh, then this way. Okay, and then, okay. you know, like, so how they get set down can can mean well like, kind of the same with tarot because they can be upside down or uh, yeah okay. right side up and, if, if you're reading tarot traditionally yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so we and, can move into that and runes uh-huh. i think there's only there's a small grouping of them but it's how they're how they're cast mm-hmm. down that you read them and and yeah. get the message so yeah cool it's, it's mm-hmm. intense mm-hmm. all um, right so talking about tarot cards or tarot. oracle cards that's a very very common tool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that is, I think the easiest and the most primary way to get into, if, if you haven't, if you didn't just have it unlocked like <laughs> Will did, um, Sorry. that, um, you get into this, um, you know, building an evidence of proof that mm-hmm. you have this ability. So like the way I teach it is you learn all the meanings of the cards, all of the meanings. And then, um, once you got that down, it's like, you're developing that, um, that symbol library with your, um, mm-hmm. spirit guides so oh. that when you look at it, you know, that's what that means. But then, then you throw it all away and you create all of your own meanings. Because the thing is, if you always look at a card and say, well, this card only means this, um, you're losing so much nuance, sure, of sure. what else could come through. So then you begin to let anything draw you into the card and the cards can take on a totally different meaning. Like some mm. cards just mean absolutely one thing yeah. for me yeah. and others it'll shift around gotcha. depending. Um, and then Oracle, don't you do Oracle cards? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I do them for myself, Yeah, yeah. which typically then you just pull one or maybe three at the most mm-hmm. for past, present and future. Uh, but they're a little bit easier and, mm, they're kind of a segue into tarot because a lot of people are hesitant about tarot because a lot of time, you know, the death card, whatever the tower, whatever, which does all those not things. mean death. Right, right, right. But <laughs> they've had this negative connotation and it's being kind of dark. Yeah. And the tower looks horrible, but like, to me, the tower is like the end of one novel in your life. You know, like you mm-hmm. might have a 10 part novel, yeah. you know, so it's the end of one novel, whereas there's another card, um, which is, um, is it the key? Um, the, the, oh, geez, now I can't remember. Um, but it's where it's the doorway, you know, or, or well, an opening of some, or uh, maybe I'm thinking of the judgment card. So there's, um, because there's, there's the one that's like the end of the novel. And then there's a the one that's just like, okay, a new chapter starting. Okay. So there's subtle nuances. And like the one that, um, looks like mm-hmm. someone's dead, it's the four of swords mm-hmm. and there's somebody laying on a crypt and mm-hmm. stone, you know, people go, Oh my God, that looks horrible. And for me, that's always significant of, of four months mm. because as, mm. as an intuitive, we can't really read more than right. three to four months out mm-hmm. accurately, yeah. somewhat accurately, even that could be not as accurate. Sure. And so when I get that, I'm like, okay, I know that this is, you yeah. know, about this time. And then, then things are going to kind of go off the rails or whatever. Yeah. So it all just depends, but yeah, like with the Oracle cards, it's an so easier feel, read. Yeah. I think we did a podcast on some Oracle cards at mm-hmm. one point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, yeah it, they have a, a card um, description as well. 
And you can go by that or you can go internally and see what it's saying to you. So usually when I would pick one a day, I would just have kind of something on my mind or something, a little issue that I've been dealing with and pull a card. And it was always so spot on. And I, I think it's That's the so Oracle cool. cards are super nice for people who are starting to delve into this sort of thing. It's because, a gentle way of getting there. Yeah. yeah. And, and mm -hmm. you get confirmation so quickly if you trust and um, it's a good way to connect with your guides and, and let them tell you that they're listening and they know, and they're watching and they're willing to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to open the door to communication. Yeah. But I mean, all, all these, all these are just, I mean, from what I'm understanding is all of these are just tools to build your confidence and your trust. Exactly. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, and they're fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun <laughs> way of doing it for sure. I mean, well, like, okay, so I'm going to be, I'm lined up now to do a couple of readings for some Halloween parties. Um, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> um, and you know, they, they want me to do tarot because with tarot, like the person said, like, I, I can do it without, yeah. and I can explain things. Just ask, ask me a question. I can give you an answer. You know, right. I feel like Lucy right. five cents, you know? Right. Um, but, um, but anyway, they, um, it's, it's more engaging. It's more fun yeah. for them to actually see that kind of engage card. with it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, the same as if you did, um, you know, tea, tea readings or, sure. um, palm. yeah, I wish I knew how to do palm. Cause yeah. that would be really cool to do right? these kinds be. of things, but, um, but that's just kind of expected among things like mm. that, you know, it's gives validation, something like that. So we've exhausted yes. that list, but I do want to mention, oh. uh, another symbol of Halloween are spider webs. And it just occurred to me to talk about that because spiders get a bad rap and webs can be scary. That's why they're a Halloween symbol, right? You've never ran into it. Have you ever walked into a banana spider? I was <laughs> just going to say, you've never walked into a banana spider web. I like spiders. Or you ran into it with your, off of with, that. with your bike. No, I don't oh like to have God. them. I've taken one straight to the face and it scurried around my head and crawled oh into my, my bike helmet. So yeah, it's kind of like the cockroach story. Oh my God. Well, having grown up here in the South, like banana spiders, oh like God. everywhere. And, and there was um, a lot next to our house that I had to walk through to get to the beach walk when I would sneak out at night to go party with my friends. <laughs> so I'd be all dressed up and I'd have to make, I just realized, I don't know why I never grabbed a stick and did this. Did, in front right, of me. Right. I never did that. So I let, I, when we're on a hike, I let Will oh, walk uh, in front of me because he takes care of the spider webs. Oh my God. Cause yeah, I mean, you walk into one of those and then you're sitting there going, eh, eh, all you just night don't know long. if it's on you. Okay. So I, I, fun thing. You can go look at my Facebook page. Just go down um, in the past to see this one. I'm fascinated by, I'm fascinated by spiders and I love taking pictures like close up oh, micro yeah. pictures of them. And there was one um, that was actually a brown widow, yeah, which I have. didn't know existed. Yeah. And but I discovered it because I found these little um, uh, the the nest things, yeah, the little egg sacs. Yeah. yeah, and they look like coronavirus. Um, mm, yeah, they do. Really? they do. Or, yeah, yeah, they do. They're, and that's they're ball. They're, it's a little ball with little spikies all around. Them. Yeah. Really, mm -hmm. isn't that crazy? Yeah. So you know, oh it's like a, your common influenza or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like it's the crazy. Got to be thing. something there. Right. Yeah, and but and the thing is, I never noticed it till twenty twenty. Ah. Wow. And I was like, whoa, this is like, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like so weird. But anyway, so um, I have to go through and clean it out and try to get rid of them every once in a while. And so I was out there um, just a couple of weeks ago and I was like, what is that hanging? Like, cause I could see this blob kind of hanging and I mm -hmm. could see a, um, a spider web. It was coming down and it was like a trapezius cause it was up here and then it was spread across. Mm -hmm. So they do um, a triangular spread 
And in it, it had somehow caught a, um, a lizard. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did, how do you catch a lizard in a web? Seriously, mm-hmm. a lizard couldn't make it out. And that was so a bonus for him, boy. Yeah. So the close-up picture I got was it basically sucking the life out yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. um, and, and the thing spinning and then when it spins, all of a sudden you see the red oh, hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock kind got of, a video of quality. Yeah. So it's, oh it's on my website nice. or I mean, on my Facebook page. And, um, but anyway, I go out there next day going, okay, what happened to it? Well, the web's gone and, and I didn't tear the web up. So I'm kind of going, what the heck happened? And I look down, um, towards the, the seam of the, the wall, whatever. And I see a desiccated lizard and I'm like, but what happened to the web? So then, um, a week goes by and I call the, our, um, pest guy to come over and I'm like, you know, I just want to spray under here because I never saw where that spider went to. And they're not really good to have brown water. You just don't need that like in your, in, in your sitting area and stuff. So he, um, I was explaining and he's like, yeah, I'm not sure. And then I'm getting ready to go inside my house. And I see one right where my sliding glass door is. And I'm like, well, holy cow, here's one right now. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and he goes, well, damn, yeah, that's a brown widow spider. Mm-hmm. And he said, look at this. And I, you know, we could see the triangular yep. thing. And I said, well, what was weird was it was missing. Like I didn't, I didn't tear it down. My husband said he didn't tear it down. He goes, oh, they suck it yep. back up. They eat it back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy for the next night. All of the yeah. work that they put into that. Mm-hmm. They re- recycle it. Yeah. That's interesting. Do they ever sleep? Mm, probably not. Yeah. it's yeah. it is seriously the most fascinating i am hmm. well okay. anyhow they spiders want are they want some respect for those webs i want to i want, I want one other spider story i gotta tell you this okay because this was super cool <laughs> and and i will try to find it to to give to you to put okay. on this or something um because this was the very essence of all of the scary black um spider things that you see for halloween um i was leaving uh this place where i pick up my mail and I walk past and all of a sudden I, I see this blob, like I'm just thinking somebody dropped something. I see this blob on the steps and, but it was glittery. Mm. And I was like a glittery blob. This is weird. What is this? And I'm like, you know, I tell my son, turn on the headlights, you know, cause it's dark and he turns on the headlights. And then I'm seeing all these little oh, sparkles no. and I'm like, what oh, the heck? No. And it's again, it's just this glob. And so I get my phone and I highlight it and it was, um, I think it was a mother wolf spider and all, all of her babies, babies on oh, her back. Oh my goodness. And so all of those black spiders that you see that are made, you know, of mm-hmm. whatever, they're all sparkly looking. All I can see is that wolf spider now. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think I've seen, I've seen so those. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, they are. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the most amazing, like a nature just does. Yeah. Amazing. Aren't things. you glad we talked about this? Well, I was just going to talk about the web. Okay. So what about, the <laughs> are web? you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the, I think, I believe we talked to spiders in the love notes book mm-hmm. and they, oh. they said energetically when energy moves or when the wind carries energy from one side of the web through the web, it changes. It actually changes the energetic. Oh my gosh. Of the energy of, the, of whatever it changes the it, yeah. energy of that. So if they're around your house, it is improving the energy of your house. Not yeah, like, that a, you, like a, like a filter. Like an energy. Yes, it's an energy filter. filter. That's a great way. That's a good metaphor. So in haunted houses, that's the reason why there's all those webs because it's trying to. I don't know. They just want us to think about that uh, the next time you see one and to maybe say thank you. So it's intentional when we walk through a a web. Because maybe our energy is getting. It sure is getting. Just as long as the spider's not on the web when we walk through. That, But the idea of that. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. 
Yeah. Well, they're, they're absolutely fascinating beings. Like, I yeah. mean, I know they all creep us out and everything, you know, and if you get into it and you understand all the different positionings of mm. the many eyes and how many different, cause that's the first way they you are. tell the difference. And they I are mean, fascinating. we were just up at the prop. Well, I was up at the property a week before we went up and we've got, you know, it's an overhang and whatever, but in each basically segment of the, um, the, the, the porch, there was a big, I mean, I'm talking a spider that was probably, you know, that big around, you know, that, as big as a banana spider. Well, a, no, what, but, four, the, body itself, the body itself, oh, the body, the body itself, maybe a quarter. yeah, yeah. yeah. Juicy. huge web in each one. And they all had their own separate Aww. web and they were just sitting right in the middle of it. And they, would they just, are really yeah. amazing creatures. And those are geometric. They, yeah. it is a yeah. sacred geometry. And it's instinctual and it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. The one I, um, the one I think I like the most, the jewel spider, mm. um, I actually submitted that, gave it to my son to submit because he didn't, he was going to take a picture. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, the spider was already gone and sent it into National Geographic. So it actually got published. Nice. Wow. Nice. Under his name. Under his name. That's um, fascinating. But um, so they look like crabs, like crab shells. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. call them crab spiders. But yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called. Yeah, jewel well, spiders, jewel yeah. spiders. Nice. They're called all, kind, all kinds of different <clears throat> things. But it just looks like a crab yeah, shell. Yeah, they look like a little blue crab. And they, yeah. Yeah, and they come in all kinds of different colors. Yeah, yeah. And they are, to me, when I see those, like, oh my God, they're my precious babies. Like I try to make sure nothing harms them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I don't know what the difference is, but maybe with the shell, it feels safer. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking we probably should put a disclaimer around, I don't know, minute 35 telling people that if you oh. don't like spiders, you might want to cut off now. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are a lot of people afraid of spiders and we've been talking about spiders. I'll just, I'll, I'll put a banner on it that says warning. Spider. Trigger warning, right. Yeah, right. Spider, spider conversation ahead. So, well, because and this wasn't, to turn into a spider episode, but it is but a it Halloween, is Halloween thing, and that's, right? but you know, the thing is, it's, it's interesting. Those things that we resist, yeah. you know, the persist mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm just thinking we're talking about mirrors and how we don't like mirrors and we got to get over that. If we're asking people to get over, you know, <laughs> spider, good point, good point. <laughs> but I went through a thing for a while where, yeah. um, they were just like, you know, whatever's in front of you, you need to not resist it or persist. Mm. And I was really into that at the time. Um, warning, if you don't like snakes, this is a mention of snakes. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then in a period of one week, I encountered three different kinds of snakes. One went right over my foot, wow. I was barefoot out in the yard. Wow. Oh um, one was a hognose, that was a black racer. Another one was a hognose snake that went, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of like stopped and looked at me. And then, and then another one was a cute little corn snake. Yeah. Those are beautiful. Oh, but you don't know, they look like other things. Yeah. But it was definitely, yeah. 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 But, but um, um, but it was that whole concept. Like I was so, cause I was really skeeved out because our cats yeah, yeah. would bring them into the house and stuff. So these <laughs> yeah. are things that like you experience that you need to move through. Embrace. You don't have well, to hug it. And I will say one of the ways you can do that is the Love Notes book, Love Notes from the Animal Kingdom oh, yeah. has a lot of animals in there that are typically rebuked and Wasps. not liked. And I wanted to talk to a lot of those collectives for that reason, because they get a bad rap, yep. but they're helpful like spiders and snakes and rats and wasps mm. and a mm. lot of that stuff. So if you want to renew your relationship with some of those animals uh, and see why they're here and what purpose they serve and how they can help you feel free to pick that book up. Have a read. And but, all this other stuff we were talking about with all these, um, you know, kind of went off the rails with that, but all the tools of divination, all that kind of stuff, you don't need anyone 
to like, you can pick up a book and read and figure it out. Yeah. Like you can do this stuff on your own. I just would say, um, you know, it does, it is helpful. You know, a lot of people don't want to spend the money for it, but taking that little extra time, little extra money, doing a divination circle, working with other people, yeah. um, it does help build that that power behind it, the yep. proof, the, it gets the energy flowing. Like if you're serious about, um, delving into it, it's not that you have to go reading for other people. No. I mean, you have to practice with other people, but it's just, it opens your mind up to so much more. Yeah. It's a gateway drug. Right? Absolutely. So no, create your own group, create your That's own right. group in your house mm -hmm. and meet once a week and practice with each other and have fun. Approach yep. it like a child is what the collective always tells go. us. Yeah, right. That go. makes sense. And approach Halloween like a child. Just don't need too <laughs> Maybe, much candy. Yes. yes. Right. So happy <laughs> Halloween, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. See you guys. Bye.